Hello and welcome to the Heal Your Heart, Heal Your Life podcast, the podcast where we talk all things trauma, how have we healed, how have we processed and how have we made it through to the other side. Um, Today I'm really excited to announce our guest, Liana Perillo, who is a professional harpist, vocalist and music therapist. Um, Liana, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and what you've been through. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think my life, um, yeah, I, I, I don't reflect a lot on my life. I feel like I'm always healing and evolving. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, um, I guess I've been a person who's always, um, as a musician, has always like uh, explored my inner world and emotions through music from a young age. Um, and I love that medium to, to express um, myself. It's kind of ongoingly a, um, like a way of self-soothing and getting my emotions out there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I've just, like more in the last five years or so. So I'm 31 and it was more when I was 27, I'd moved out of home that like life came crashing down on me. They also Mm. call it the Saturn return. Good old Um, Saturn return. Yeah. (laughs) I can't, I, 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 although I work with people in like my professional life as a music therapist with people with, um, you know, significant complex interpersonal trauma and mm. um, other types of trauma. Um, I, I personally can't say I've experienced, um, you know, specific incidents that um, have perhaps changed the traje- trajectory of my life, but mm. I have a certain amount of empathy just through my own, um, yeah, experience of living, experience of, you know, growing up, in specific like in a context of an Italian family and yeah and um (laughs) just certain I guess personal hurdles um I've had to overcome and and yeah particularly I think reflecting on it now I've and and I know that your podcast is you know delves a lot into um relation relationships and Mm. and healing trauma through relationships and I think um, I do think that is one medium to, well, yeah, that we, we do heal through, through other people by yeah. learning new ways of relating to them and, and developing new patterns of um, Definitely. I think like trauma is one of those things that sometimes people are like, oh, that has to be like diagnosable or something. Right. Mm. But I'm, I'm so much of the belief that everyone has trauma and just the way we yeah. were brought up, there's always something in childhood to go back to and heal and work through. Yeah. And, you know, you could have the best childhood, but still have some level of trauma there or programming or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just taking on roles in society that you've been taught to play um, that all come into play into healing. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's relevant for, for everyone. And um, yeah, I can relate to perhaps, you know, a pattern of uh, picking you know, being involved in particular intimate relationships in a repetitive way throughout my twenties, yeah, yeah. um, that weren't serving me or the way I was, um, uh, I guess honoring myself in those relationships weren't serving me. And <clears throat> I find myself currently in a, 
in an intimate long-term relationship that I, I've, I've found has been particularly healing in that it's been challenging and healing and challenging and mm. healing and and it's also something I'm, I'm aware that will, you know, constantly reveal parts of myself because I, I do believe other people are mirrors to, yeah. to, you know, parts that we need to keep working on. Yeah. Um, so I don't think you ever get to a point where, oh, yeah, you're, you're fully healed. It's, mm. it's definitely a lifelong process. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we spoke about um, a little Chiara knows a little bit about me because we are um, cousins as well, which is <laughs> lovely. But aside from that, um, I've, I've revealed to Chiara, you, you know, some healing tools apart from music I've explored in my 20s were um, uh, I, had, I had some significant experiences using psychedelic um, called plant medicines mm. to facilitate um, personal growth yeah. and to evolve beyond things that were kind of holding me back or keeping me down. Um, yeah, which I only feel comfortable talking about like now. I think I always hid that part. It was a little bit like, mm. oh, is that socially acceptable to be talking about the, these modalities? And now I think that they're starting, like there's research now about um, the use of these modalities in hospitals, you know, with people with mental illness and people in palliative care that I'm like, oh, of course, like, you know, I think these things have come, be, you know, have been around for millions of years and, you know, yeah, we can probably get into, <laughs> you know, why they've been banned and all of that. But, I, yeah, definitely can only talk to my experiences, you know, and I've had probably two most significant ones in, yeah. my, in my life. Yeah. So you, you mentioned your Saturn return. So talk me through where you were before you went through this plant medicine kind of experience. Like, um, like how was your mental state? Um, like what were you struggling with? You mentioned relationships. So probably something around that I'm imagining. Um, and then kind of, if you want, we can go into the journey of like where you went from there. Mm. Yeah. So I'd moved out of home, um, which I I think I judged myself as it being quite late <laughs> in my twenties. I kind of always wanted, I knew I had this sense of independence, but felt I left it too late. So when I did leave home, um, I didn't realize how many attachment issues I had yeah. with my parents. And so yeah, like yeah. severing that bond was kind of sent me into, um, yeah, just feeling lost and disoriented. Yeah. And, Could you give um, an example of that? I think separating from like physically separating from mm. parents, like out of that um, emotional, energetic dynamic that happens when you are living with someone. Yeah. Um, you, I don't know. I think I felt kind of comfortable in some of the dysfunctional ways we would relate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you, you kind of step out of that. And I found myself, um, yeah, kind of feeling, it was more like a physical feeling, like, and the thing I compare it to, not that I know how this feels like, but like an umbilical cord being severed for the second time. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like an energetic, yeah, you know, chop. Um, and I, yeah, I guess it kind of, yeah, that, that was, was like. Sorry. Was that really eye-opening in like the dysfunctional patterns? You actually could see it because you were out of it? 
Whereas when you're in it, sometimes you can't notice these things as much. You just fall into them quite easy. Yeah. 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 Definitely describes, yeah, yeah, what was going on. But I was also um, found myself in a new relationship that I hadn't really, I'd kind of left a previous relationship thinking I need time to myself. I need to find my own independence. Mm. Um, and a, a part of that was moving into a place by myself with with different new shit, shit you know, not <clears throat> starting to just fall into another pattern of moving in with someone. And um, But then I did kind of fall my, found, find myself in, in a new relationship that um, was a challenge because <laughs> it's the person I'm currently with. Um, I'd never met, I guess, a person in my life that was so, uh, had so many qualities that were different to my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was confronting, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's necessary, like we have to, yeah, um, meet people that will expand, you know, and that expansion is, is, is like an egg cracking. Mm. I feel like if it's painful, yeah, you know, but it's what, what comes out of it is something beautiful. And so, yeah, that was like a time for me where I was maybe isolating a bit more, um, feeling, yeah, feeling just a bit disoriented um feeling like I didn't really quite have a handle on this new relationship and you know if I wanted it how I wanted it if I was even calling making the decisions and yeah and so I fell into a bit of a I was also studying music therapy at the time and yeah. and the course itself is is quite it, it offers a lot of like non-verbal introspection so mm. like discuss exploring the self in yeah um in creative ways in ways that maybe are more felt or you know um expressed rather than like um cognitively understood yeah yeah definitely. so that kind of yeah all of these kind of new things studying music therapy kind of opened me up um yeah and i guess i see it as a bit of ego shedding and definitely. but yeah then this opportunity to to take ayahuasca was just like fell into my lap from the universe mm, mm. It's like I was at uni I went for a walk we we studied opposite the botanical gardens and I I was just I cried my lecturer saw me he's like are you okay yeah. <laughs> I still kind of um know him today as a lovely person and um and then I just received a text from his friend you know do you want to do this with me Mm, mm. um and I kind of saw it as my way out I'm like either I go into hospital right now as a mental health patient mm, mm. or I do I, I try an alternative route to yeah. save my sanity <laughs> out of curiosity so your satin return very much sounded like um the old world and your old way of thinking kind of just crumbling and collapsing and you've kind of stepped into this new world with your new partner and a completely different belief system by the sounds of things mm. um was ayahuasca kind of part of the more of the second worldview and belief system or like did mm. you find it was kind of in contradiction to where you'd come from I think it transcended both like oh wow in that it showed it revealed like it was a difficult experience and I've kind of written it all down but mm. it it 
it it it elevates like a part of it elevated my soul or my self so much that obviously you've got to come back down to earth and integrate yeah the experience afterwards and you can, i feel like you can only grow so much over a certain amount of time yeah but i felt like it gave me so much insight and and maybe one particular moment i can remember just it was i kind of had this question like why do i keep repeating these patterns yeah nails yeah and it took me straight back to my dad mm. and um <clears throat> like a like i had this embodied feeling of like feeling sorry for him mm. feeling like i had to um feeling like um he he was incapable so i had to pick up his slack i had to work with him i yeah. had to and 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 maybe feeling like this helplessness that perhaps my dad has an element of I felt it in my body and then mm. the ayahuasca revealed that to me and I was able to like I puked it out that's the kind of so yeah. it's people think maybe on the surface it's oh just a bunch of people like getting high and vomiting or <laughs> yeah yeah but um that's in order to heal the psychological traumas mm. we have to um eject them from parts of our bodies where they're stored yeah and this was a really well that's why i've kind of since then believe that our healing isn't just like we need to go into our bodies to yeah. to and, and to the places that they're stored and and i think these types of i'm not advocating that ayahuasca or other psychedelics are for everyone i think it comes to you but mm. you shouldn't force it or seek it out mm. um but yeah, it can give you those insights, you know, just into healing the physical body and therefore just releasing s some old shit. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm a huge believer in like the mind and the body and trauma is stored in both and they're so interconnected. And yeah, how do we, how do we clear both? It might not be all just mental. And that's really cool that it was, it brought you into your body to purge it out in a physical way, as well as giving you that intellectual understanding that you needed the insight to kind of clear it from your mind as well. That's yeah. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. They kind of, you can't separate them. They happen hand in hand, mm. you know, and yeah and there were many other like i felt i think i was at a point at that stage where i got the call like come and do uh, this you know meditation circle ayahuasca circle in byron bay um through a really trusted friend mm. that i've had since childhood and through that connection so i just felt like really safe to do it yeah, yeah. um i think that's really important is having safe spaces to do these kinds of therapies or intervention whether it's you know cl clinical or non-clinical yeah um, definitely yeah, but I kind of, I, the first thing I think was like a feeling of, I'm just completely numb. Like mm. I couldn't, I had no feeling or connection with my body. I couldn't, it, and I'd lost a lot of weight. So it was just like this something kind of, I felt like something was energetic, was eating away at who I was. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I didn't recognize myself. That was kind of the point I got to. And I feel like mm. maybe there might be people who can relate to that feeling you know i'm um, sure I'm sure there's someone who will listen to this and be like oh, <laughs> hang on yeah yeah and then 
um, the first night that because it, it was a medicine journey over two nights. Um, mm. The first night, the the medicine I took, literally just I, I said, I just want to feel my heart again. Mm. Like mm. I just want to feel my heart beating because I can't feel it. And the the medicine, the first thing it did as it entered my body was is it, it, it's like as though like two mother's hands just wrapped around my heart and I felt it pumping again. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I'm kind of almost in reflection. It's, yeah, it's really powerful stuff, you know. Not being able yeah. to feel your, I guess, energetic heart or even physical heart. How was that reflecting on your external world? Oh, I felt like, um, I felt like a black hole, like anything I touched was becoming, it was being destroyed wow. at the time. Yeah. And I, like my partner at the time was reflecting that back to me. Some music friends were reflecting that, like it was, it was evident everywhere in my music. Mm. I felt like I couldn't, like I was performing, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't there. Yeah, uh, I wasn't and, in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like with music, that's been like my lifelong thread. Mm. It's, um, you know, that's another almost relationship with your instrument, relationship with your voice, yourself, that is constant work because there's times you mm. just don't want to do it. There's yeah. times that it's the most joyous and meditative experience. But, yeah, I guess <clears throat> my maybe thinking it right now is, yeah, if you just stick, stick with it, stick through those highs and lows and numbness and, 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 you know, eventually it will reward you and it has. Like mm. I feel like I'm at a, a point now where I'm really um, expanding my music career and people are starting to see that and perhaps be interested in that and, and I'm starting to share that with other people and inspire other people. Yeah. How do you think music has shaped, like, who you are and how you've worked through what you've worked through? Um. Mm, that's a profound question. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how I should answer it. Put you on the spot. Um, Take your time. Yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know if anyone, well, I think many people have experienced it, but that feeling like when you're young, just something brings you so much joy and, and feels so bright. Like I yeah. never question that I should be like that. I'm not a musical person or not mm. a musical being. And maybe mm. You know, I have that with music. Some people might have that with writing or um, art, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry, back to your, what was your question, Kara? So I guess how has <laughs> music one? shaped your journey or uh, either through trauma or just your, your life? Like, mm. um, yeah, so I, I think kind of having that knowing at a, a, an early age, like, mm you can constantly touch on that knowing again throughout your life when you feel lost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I feel like um, <clears throat> there's, I know when I'm not myself, when I'm disconnected, perhaps when I'm not writing. That's interesting. Yeah. When I'm not enjoying music, mm. it's like a, it's like this, yeah, like an indicator that, oh, maybe I've veered off a little bit and mm. I need to come back. Yeah, music was really the only avenue I got to 
like tell my stories you know in a in my bedroom and no one would judge me and at the time there wasn't really much pressure to put anything up for anyone Mm. else on social media like that was my space and my zone and I feel like I'm currently trying to adjust like wow do I have to like there's a bit of a pressure in maybe art and music world to Mm. constantly display what you're doing yeah um, for other people and I really feel like you have to step out of that if you want to immerse yourself into um, being present um, and just allowing the music to do the healing process for you because I think that's essentially what it's for. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes people can use like social media and things like that as a form of validation. Like would you say that Mm. the real healing in music is not, yeah, putting yourself out there to get all these likes and to get the approval of the masses because you're an amazing, I don't know, guitarist or something. Mm. Um, but it's more behind closed doors within your own heart, truly connecting in. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I feel like I had a pretty solid foundation and created that very much for myself when I was young. So it's kind of, yeah, I guess I have really fond memories and kind of where now I am with my journey into playing harp and kind of I'm 10 years into playing professionally now. And um, I feel like there's something just uh, that is so uniquely um, healing about the just being around the resonance and playing often. Mm. If I'm not having a good day, I'll play. And just the feeling of it is such an embodied experience and kind of ties into like healing trauma through the body Mm. playing an instrument that's so resonant I feel like can really do that um and kind of going back to psychedelics again it was like in my early 20s my second I spoke about two like major plant medicine experiences the first one was actually when I tried um DMT and I um experienced like a really dark vision but then also something that pulled me out of it and it was this vision of like all these harps playing around my head and then I had this really like clear decision that I had to pursue this instrument like that was kind of the learning from that and then since then it's just amazing I just kind of said yep I've I've always often been I see myself as a really decisive person so like if I like something I'll pursue it till the end (laughs) and um yes I feel like really fortunate that that kind of instrument found me while I was already doing lots with music vocally and with a bit of piano but like this has taken me somewhere else but not only um has a massive impact like psychologically spiritually emotionally on me but even on other people um I feel like it's like yeah the harp is like a symbol in our psyche for um something ancient something mystical something Mm. that maybe like connects us with our yeah ancient ancestors that actually had a bit of a clue about how to live on this earth and yeah yeah there's a lot of symbolism in in the harp and I love bringing that to people in a modern world you know yeah I love that thank you so much I've never actually conceptualized that like the trauma in the body coming back to that for a second I've Mm. never conceptualized that playing an instrument or singing or 
like being with music and utilizing the music could be a form of embodiment of healing that trauma through that instrument. So thank you. That's really cool that we've made that connection that Mm. when you had a closed up heart, you were also disconnected from music and then you've opened up your heart space and you've been able to reconnect back in and like go through the healing that you needed to go through just by playing, just by Mm. being there with yourself. Um, And now you've been able to kind of transmute that and move to the point where you can play and heal others as well with your music and your instrument. That's fantastic. The harps Mm. always had like a real angelic connotation for me as well. Like that's Mm. when, when I think of harps, I think of angels for some reason. So Mm. yeah and I love that DMT helped you find that that you were kind of Mm. in this place of I don't know and then just all positive signs pointed to the heart yeah 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 it's kind of I'm like really like (laughs) okay (laughs) I'll do it (laughs) and um yeah totally Kiara and yeah I think there's we can't underestimate the power of uh, music and uh, like I've you know I've got I wear two hats I've got this kind of like I I know that the the, like it has such a deep embodied Mm. effect on people and then I've got my you know clinician music therapy hat which is more about offering people like groups of people an experience of connection and yeah um, and you know a bit of respite from maybe the the negative thinking that might be going on or Mm. um so I think I, I love that I've pursued music therapy and that it's given me a deep understanding of working with people and and working with um, healing trauma through or, or yeah, allow, it's more about yeah, allowing people to connect to their bodies and connect to the present maybe when they're, ex, you know, experiencing feeling unsettled or, mm. um, but yeah, it's, I've got these two worlds where I know like there's also like some kind of energetic or other like vibrational like humans are we're all made of just moving atoms you know yeah going here and there and and music can tune that you know and I and then I mean ayahuasca also open apart from the harp is like our voices like yeah they're so freaking powerful you want a medicine you know, don't go to your doctor start singing but there's this I think there's a there was a saying or a quote that said um like he who sings uh you know heals any negative energy any Mm. or you know any spirit that you don't need or or just has like yeah he who sings is is whole I guess yeah no (laughs) it's our it's our instrument yeah yeah I've always had a very loving connection with my voice and singing and even in times where I couldn't speak up for myself I was very quiet like yeah. Being able to sing what I was feeling was everything. And I was, I'd call myself quite the broken hearted teenager. I was always pining over someone and unrequited <laughs> love and all the rest of it. And I found that the right song would just fall in my lap. I'd find some musical theater song or just some song yeah. on the radio that was all about heartbreak. And I was like, this is me. This is what I need to work through right now. And just like belting it out at my singing teacher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I always felt so healed afterwards. It was so like, nice to know that someone else was going through the same thing to be able to write that song in the first place and that I could not only connect with my own inner emotions of what I was going through and embody it which I now realize um but also connect with them and know that you know I'm not alone there is someone else who's been through this kind of heartbreak and you know maybe I'll be okay Yeah, yeah absolutely sometimes those songs and those artists can offer a you know often express something that we can't 
express mm. that they allow that connection so that we feel like oh <clears throat> yeah I'm expressing a part of myself through this song through singing it through listening to it yeah um even if I can't find the words or yeah yeah but yeah, yeah I think there's so much like power to music processing that you know not only there's that emotional but you know there's that physical release there's you know it lights up more parts of the brain than any activity so wow. if you're just listening to a song it, it your brain is activated on on many 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 areas mm, mm. Um, let alone if you're playing an instrument or singing you know yeah yeah what would you say to someone out there who's maybe listening to this that maybe they're in a really bad place at the moment emotionally and they're not not doing too well but there's this part of them that does love music like what would you say to them Ooh. you can use music to to find your power Ooh, uh, i love that can, yeah please you elaborate use, it's a tool mm. it's a tool that you can use to yeah to express to connect to for, for me it was find it found like music has always been yeah to find myself again to to reconnect with that really strong yeah. confident yeah. child that i that's you know within all of us yeah um that's yeah and then so knowing cool. also when music can be unhelpful and that's kind of my music therapy hat coming on is you know i i had a song it was image and heaps um <laughs> i think i know that one um hide and seek yeah it's like a it's a beautiful I don't know it's a bit eerie and it's um I mean one of my favorite songs but I I like listened to it over and over at a breakup and I was wallowing mm. in it and that wasn't helpful yeah you kind of need to tie music into self-awareness and know when it's helping you and when it's yeah. not yeah yeah um and then yeah using it as one avenue but then also choosing the modality that you gel with at the time mm. you know? but also finding the one thing that you gel with and sticking to it through the ups and downs of life you know yeah, yeah. never completely disconnecting yourself using it as a practice I really believe in practice mm. and and discipline it's not always going to feel good you know? yeah it is it's a real discipline to learn an instrument and stick with it even when when it's hard and things like that yeah um, and I've been really lucky my partner's also like I mean he's just he's a gung-ho musician with like practices a lot so surround yourself by people who elevate you to in my case it's to um focus on playing mm, if he's playing mm. trumpet upstairs you know it just makes me want to play and yeah practice and motivates me so surround surround yourself by people who are doing what you want to be doing you know? yeah for sure and I think there's probably a lot of people out there who go oh but music you know I'm not good enough to be on stage. I'm, I'm too bad to do this or that, or it, is it like just about performing? I think mm. there's so much more to it that we can do just for ourselves. It doesn't have to be about being on stage. It doesn't have to be about no. yeah giving back to others unless you want it to be. Um, totally. But you yeah. can just start and even just learning a song that might be the little, the little win that you've got for that day. You know, Absolutely. it doesn't have to be working at the opera or something like you know no, yeah exactly you can engage in it in so many ways you know even just listening or curating a playlist mm. you know or putting a record on you know going record hunting I love yeah. that um <clears throat> yeah it doesn't have to be about you know learning pieces and performing them at all there's so many it, um 
it's diverse. The world of music is broad now, especially because we've got, you know, traditional instruments and now we've got technology. Mm. And some people are doing music solely through the use of their computer and being creative on production. Um, Yeah, there's just so many ways you can do it these days. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about image and heap and like, I think when I talk about emotions, like I think it's so important to feel what we're going through and sit with the uncomfortability of emotions. I think a lot of the time we're told in society, like we're not supposed to be sad or whatever. And we take that on board and feel shame around it. Mm. But also on the flip side of that coin um, is that it can get easy sometimes to get stuck in that emotion. And then we're just kind of stuck in that song that is just the same over and over and over Mm. again. And we need to process, but I think we need to be mindful of, okay, when is the time to let go and try and move mm. forward? And I don't know, that might be stepping into a new song, you totally. know, maybe a song that's slightly less sad than an image and heap or um, it's like, it comes back to that vibration thing, like stepping up one step at a time, or maybe you go and play your guitar as your next point of um, call of, so that we're not getting stuck in that really uncomfortable dark Mm. place and just wallowing and getting Mm. getting deeper and darker like I think we need to sit there for a bit and learn the lessons from Mm. it but there is an important piece about yeah when is it time to shift into the next phase as well absolutely yeah and it's a fine balance Mm. and it takes that you know awareness to cultivate but I often educate and I find it particularly for young people in my music therapy practice just to educate them like when when is is sitting with that feeling helpful and then when is it when when is it actually harming you or Mm. you know feeding into some self-sabotage yeah and 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 that's when yeah you you might need to change it you might need to go for a walk you might need a silence and no music Mm. you know um but yeah it's to to actually I guess I think music works in in similar ways to psychedelic medicine. If you don't want to go as far far out as any psychedelics, you know, music it it, it come it it accesses parts of our psyche that we didn't know were there. You yeah. Know? Often I see people I put on a song, say in group that someone suggested, and and people will begin to cry and have all sorts of emotional responses that they you know, perhaps couldn't cry the whole, you know, for months or um, Mm. weren't aware that they had a certain feeling stored or like a certain amount of anger. And so it it can dip into those crevices of our psyche to kind of shake them up and move them. And so often you get people, yeah, who perhaps are numb or um, just just get some kind of release or some kind of catharsis. Uh, depending on the song, depending on where they're at, it's very moment to moment um, dependent. Yeah, oh, I love that a way to work yeah. through being, feeling really numb because I know a lot of people really struggle with that. They get stuck in that numbness and can't feel anything. And mm. yeah, I'm sure the right song with the right words would like mm. hit someone's heart. Totally. Yeah, it's absolutely. I have no doubt about that. Mm. Yeah, and 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 often like I guess in from a music therapy lens it's um a big part of it is you know the music is the avenue but the, mm. the therapist the relationship so having someone witness you in that space yeah. having someone sit with you through that challenging emotion while you're listening to the music 
can be healing because perhaps no one in their life has ever sat with that person. Yeah. You know, or has has not judged or condemned them for feeling a certain emotion. And yeah. if you can be a model um, or a safe place for that to be experienced, mm. um, it can really, yeah, can be life-changing, you know. Yeah, I think that's hugely point. powerful, just being able to connect with someone in a space where they're feeling vulnerable and maybe crying about a song or something. Um, yeah, in a society that tells us we're not allowed to be sad and we're not allowed to feel this and just suck it up and stop crying, like ugh, cringe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so healing and so important for people to be able to connect on that level to other people and not feel any shame and sit in that safe mm. space. And that's amazing that music therapists are a part mm. of that. I didn't. I have no idea about like what a music therapist actually does. So that's... <laughs> Yeah. It's piecing it together for me, so thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a part of it. It's um, yeah, I've, it's amazing. It's a privilege to witness, you know, that. And I am also really mindful as as a therapist, and I think just just also being mindful even with family members and things. You know, sometimes it's not appropriate to dig deep into a person's trauma. Sometimes, mm. um that's not our place. That's not, you know, helpful for the other person. So I feel like I'm just becoming more and more aware as the more I practice it, but also, you know, there's, there's the right time and place and, and following our intuition with others is important to, you know, when are we doing something with a person that's really elevating and supporting them as opposed to like, I think, yeah, traumas, I think it's, it's a great conversation because it, you know, it's probably, I mean, it's been around for years, like the the understanding about it, but the awareness maybe, yeah, in the past five years is just really coming out. Um, so, yeah, with that, I guess we can, I don't know, I feel like I know not when to t- touch something with a friend or, you know, when my friend just needs to sit with me for a coffee or to come along to my gig, yeah. you know, because she doesn't want to delve into what might be going on and yeah um, I've been doing a bit of learning around that myself and just trying to ask permission because people have to be ready for this kind of thing you can't just yeah you know shove a sad song in their face and hope that they'll heal like they've got to be open to it and yeah yeah. it's got to be like consensual and agreed upon and yeah yeah that's kind of more in the therapy space I guess yeah yeah definitely is there anything else you wanted to share I feel like we've covered a lot but um yeah um not really, but I might give my new music a plug if that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, it's funny because my band actually, uh, before I plug, um, we I this this kind of story about the use of psychedelics to find my music journey. I yeah. I, I kind of have like I said was a bit shame ashamed to talk about, and I still yeah. am selective as to who I. But now it's out there. It's on YouTube after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I actually my my band Parolas. We were on um, Australian national TV through the ABC. Oh wow! Recently, and it's not going to be screened until October, so I can't really reveal what it is. Yeah. But they they did ask me how I got into the harp, and I told them honestly just mm. a very snippet of the story that I've told you today. So, and I said, Mum and Dad, I'm sorry, but I did do psychedelics <laughs> when I was 22. <laughs> I and commend so I, your courage. Yeah, for me that was like a healing, mm. you know, to kind of start sharing, you know, this stuff. Um, 
Anytime so, yeah. we shine light in shame, <laughs> it's healing 100%. We've been so shamed. <laughs> and like you said, we're not recommending to anyone to do anything. Like we're not doctors no. here. We're not telling you what to do. But this is the point of the podcast is just let's, let's talk about it. Let's just have a conversation and shine light on the spaces that have been shamed for so many years. Because look mm. how well it's worked out for you. Look how much you've grown from this experience. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I kind of like only last week kind of got the courage after all these years to kind of say, yeah, you know, this is how it's come to be. And I don't give a shit who's watching on the other side, whether it's, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good on you for speaking your truth. I commend that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we're going to, with that band Parolis, we'll be releasing an album um, and it's called Harpedelic, which oh, kind cool. of, <laughs> so the idea is that we are, you know, blending a little bit of, I guess, psychedelic kind of ambient, but, r&b style music um mm. into the album the the cover's really trippy we got a local artist to um do like some collaging in in nature and then Ooh. we're on the cover so yeah check that out when's um, that coming out good question we're still working on it um <laughs> and it should be by spring i'd say september oh August, no september yeah um yeah but we, we can keep you updated through parolismusic.com or liana harpist on instagram yeah um, i keep people updated that way yeah so hopefully amazing. that music feeds your soul yeah yeah check it out if you want to connect in with some amazing inspiring high vibrational music tunes <laughs> <laughs> might just open your heart <laughs> <laughs> i love that thank you so yeah. much liana i feel like i've learned so much from this like oh cool I knew things before I started, but I didn't. But yeah, yeah this has been oh, an amazing conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me, Del. Anytime.